You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We're the business development resource for group practice owners, where we talk candidly about business ownership and leadership. From practice building tips to live coaching to real talk episodes with other group practice owners, we're the resource you've been looking for to help you grow your group practice. I'm your host, group practice owner and entrepreneur, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is an online EHR, practice management, and billing software designed for mental health professionals. Therapy Notes has everything you need to manage patient records, schedule appointments, create rich documentation, and bill insurance right at your fingertips. They offer free and unlimited live support seven days a week. Their streamlined software is accessible wherever and whenever you need it. To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com and mention the group practice exchange for $100 off your first month. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today I'm going to be sharing a clip from an expert training. I do this every once in a while on the podcast. And this clip is in our membership, The Exchange. You can listen to the whole thing there if you're not if you're a member. If not, you can join by going to the grouppracticeexchange.com and you'll see a link to sign up there. This particular training was called Making Your Practice a Diverse and Safe Space for Your Clients and Team. And the expert was Luana Milton. We've had her on several times, and she also was a speaker at our Group Practice Owners Conference a couple of years ago. Um, I always love what she has to say, and so I am excited to share one piece of this training for all of our listeners on making your practice a diverse space and a safe space for your clients and your teams. In this particular clip, she's going to talk about some of the barriers that exist for clients of color, um, as well as some of the things that business owners, group practice owners, as well as staff need to consider. And one of those things um, that really resonated with me was therapeutic approaches being really Eurocentric and the need to adapt some of those therapeutic approaches that we learned in college and grad school um, to better uh, work with BIPOC clients. And so she talks about that. She talks about a, a handful of other things that create a lack of or a create barriers to for clients to receiving the type of care that they need, um, as well as things for clinicians of color or staff of color that are in um, in group practice. And so Take a listen, and uh, we'll circle back around. Now, when we talk about cultural competence, there's many barriers, right? There are reasons why clients don't access certain mental health treatment, um, mental health treatment, and there's also reasons behind why clinicians or staff don't feel supported within practices. And the first is lack of access. Right. And so the Affordable Care Act has improved mental health treatment, but research has found that a number of uninsured people, the number of uninsured people actually increased um, since the ACA's implementation. 
And we all know the longstanding issues as it relates to the pandemic that many individuals and families have or will be losing their insurance coverage lead or their jobs, leading to a lack of access to affordable and effective treatment. Furthermore, access to diverse clinicians is few and far between, despite increases in demand from clients who are requesting treatment services from diverse clinicians. All right, so I, I mean, I get we get at least four or five calls looking to speak with a clinician who matches someone's cultural background, um, matches uh, a language, a, a language need. And a lot of times, you know, because of the nature of the work, we, we're full. Um, and we can't always um, see people. Um, and this is something that is really difficult in the work um, that we are doing. And, and oftentimes, we find that a lot of our even staff will often end up working more hours because they want to meet the needs of the community. And, you know, I'll often say, like, that's not fair to you. We have to be able to, uh, to advocate and find access to quality, quality staff to meet the needs of our clients and also meet the needs of our particular clients as it relates to access and affordability. Then second is the financial issues, right? So the socioeconomics and financial stability of individuals create barriers, um, including affording co-pays, deductibles, and self-pay fees. Again, the pandemic has significantly impacted many individuals and families' finances. And as it relates to working with diverse, indiv uh, diverse clientele, we also have to understand how people view money whether it's money struggles or their relationship with money from a cultural context, and, and how can we address that in a way that is non-offensive um, and that meets the needs of our clients. And again, this is, again, not only talking the talk, but walking the walk, because when you walk the walk, your staff will then see that. And when your staff see that, they may feel more safe in the practice in which they are dedicating their time and energy to, right? You want to have a space where, you know, like for our, for our clients, we are about 95% insurance-based. Um, and, you know, many people have difficulties meeting their co-pays or de their deductibles. And there are times where we have conversations where we may need to, um, you know, talk about uh, pro bono work, uh, providing pro bono work, providing an opportunity where, you know, there have been times where I said, you know, we've made the decision, if they can make a payment of a dollar, then that's what they will do. Um, and we will, we will figure it out from there. Um, so really kind of taking, taking into account financial issues being a barrier, especially in the current context and climate that we're in. Third is bias. And, you know, there have been therapist bias toward clients, and client bias toward the therapist or our staff. Um, and as we create a diverse staff, we're recognizing that where we are geographically, there are lots of microaggressions, explicit um, discrimination or racism towards our staff, um, our office staff, our, and our, our interns, and even our, our, clin our clinical staff. And so recognizing that, providing support to our clients and uh, to our clients and to our staff is extremely important to us. This is not just a conversation that goes unheeded. I want to make sure that my clinicians and my staff 
feel supported and that this isn't something that I condone um, in our practice? And then how do we address this in an ethical way, um, in an ethical way in our group practice? So these are current conversations. We just had an incident where our um, uh, black identifying clinician actually experienced anti-blackness, anti-blackness attitudes um, and just very aggressive reactions from a particular client. And this was from our office manager who caught, called the client and talked with them several times. And, you know, I talked with them several times. We wanted to make sure that the clinician felt supported. What do you want to do moving forward? How do you want, what would be best to address this? And also talk, being transparent about certain administrative issues within the group practice um, that we kind of have to address ethically um, and, and liability wise. And, and then how can we address this in a way that you feel supported? So this is a conversation that will continually happen and is embedded in our, in our discussions um, and in our, with, within our staff. And then finally, the therapeutic approaches. And, and like I mentioned, most therapeutic approaches and perspectives are Eurocentric and not research with diverse individuals in mind. And we have to adapt what are the current treatment approaches to make sense for certain populations. Um, I've been working, we actually are almost finished with a training. Um, my, uh, another staff member and I are actually providing a CBT training um, and how we can actually adapt the techniques in CBT to meet the needs of black identifying individuals and, and treatment. Because uh, we recognize that some of those techniques don't always fit in line and in particular um, with black, the black identifying population. So we're actually, we actually created this training and we're, we're presenting it um, to a university um, for, um, for individuals to have as part of their CEUs. Um, so it's a wonderful, a wonderful opportunity that we can um, start out from our practice and some of the practice that we, uh, we are currently utilizing and then educate our overall community. All right. Um, so what did you guys think? I'd love to have a dialogue going on on what you uh, it got from this clip from the training. Again, like I mentioned, if you want to listen to the whole training on how to create a safe space that's also diverse, um, that's safe for clients as well as your staff, join the exchange and take a listen to that training. We have a ton of trainings in there, um, uh, hundreds of them actually, uh, all specific to group practice ownership. And so I'd love to see you in there. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. Like what you heard? Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support? Join the exchange, a membership community just for group practice owners with monthly office hours, live webinars, and a library of trainings ready for you to dive into. Visit www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you next week.